everybody. Welcome back to Tag Team, the Pokemon Trading Card Games premier podcasting duo. My name is Riley Holbert, and I'm joined by my good, good friend, J.W. Crewall. J.W., how are we doing today? Riley, I'm doing great. I had a really nice day today. Helped my wife do some OBS things. She was recording some out-of-town musicians for a story time that her orchestra has. So usually what they would do at this, you know, time of the season would be go out into the libraries and assist the librarians in their, you know, daily story time sessions. But obviously with the shutdown of basically all of society, uh, <laughs> they have to do it more online and then broadcast that out through, you know, the appropriate channels. So I helped her with OBS, obviously a very difficult program if you have no idea what you're doing. And uh, I was kind of her tech for today. So that was, nice. that was pretty fun. I, I always like getting in the weeds of that technical stuff, too. It's kind of fun. Yeah. Problem solving. Although, <laughs> when the thing doesn't go perfectly, you're always like, you know, wonder. It's it's always like a personal attack. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> you know, true. you know, because there's there's um just with the musicians, like they're recording on maybe not the best sound equipment. And so, you know, sometimes it doesn't turn out, you know, the audio quality isn't like the best, but it should work. But it's like, you know, you always want to go for as high quality as you can. And then if you know that it's not as high quality as it could be, then, you know, you're left a little bit disappointed. But yeah. I think we got some good takes. We got some good content. And uh, I think they'll be really happy. So what exactly is like the assistance with this reading? Are they adding like atmosphere to the stories or are they, you know, physically reading yeah. the stories? Yeah, exactly. So uh, they'll have a librarian, or in this case, Anne, will read a book. And then in response to the different you know, pages or themes in the book, then the musician will play according to that. Nice. So, um, you know, just things to kind of add a little bit of mood, add a little bit of yeah, super intrigue. Cool. And then they get to kind of show off their instrument a little bit, too. They have like a little, you know... Yeah. Um, thing with the with the kids generally where they show off oh this is you know the bassoon or this is the oboe and this is what it does and this is yeah. how it works and it's just very uh, educational in that way too yeah it sounds really wholesome very wholesome i'll send you the video you might like it yeah i probably would <laughs> well that sounds awesome man so a great way to spend a day this past weekend or was it the weekend before you were involved in that limitless tournament were you i was how did that go well it was I, I originally said I wasn't going to play in it because I just didn't, I don't know. I, I wasn't feeling it that day. We had a friend in town and I was like, Hey, we should probably hang out with him. But then I got a little bit of extra news that full grip was going to sponsor players that did well, you know, they were going to give us a little bit of extra support if we right. placed, you know, in the top X number of people. And so I was like, Oh, you know what? This is a little bit more incentivizing to play in this tournament. And so I said, okay, I'll do it. You know, and, and if if all goes wrong, it's a free tournament and I can just drop after, you know, round eight or something, you sure. know, after I get a pretty good idea of whether or not I'm going to be able to make top cut or not. And so ended up joining. It was fine for the first two rounds, but I could kind of tell that if it had gone on like that, there was no chance of us finishing. And it wasn't so bad for the Americans or at least the East coast Americans because eight o'clock start time, the first two rounds went about an hour each, but you just have to think about, you know, if this was a worldwide tournament, those people that are, you know, starting at, you know, 8 PM. Right. And the first two rounds are two hours. Like there's no way they get to sleep that night. And um, we so just kind of, I'm going to pause you knew for that just it a was, second there. Uh, for people who may be listening and don't know the full context of the Limitless Tournament, can you give a little background as to what that was as well? Yes. Yeah, so the Limitless Tournament was the uh, invitational uh, set upon, well, given to the Pokemon community by the Limitless TCG team. And they wanted to make an online series to bide our time to, you know, to <laughs> give the Pokemon community some outlet to play Pokemon. And so uh, they created a series and the first qualifier was supposed to be last weekend. Unfortunately, we hit a couple snags. Things just got going a little bit too, um, you know, late. The rounds took a little bit too long. And at one point before round three, the entire system that they had used to pair everyone and keep track of results 
just crashed. And so as you can imagine, that creates a lot of headaches, a lot of problems. And so they decided to just postpone after that, which, you know, very understandable. It it was very ambitious of them to, you know, say, hey, we're going to have this qualifier for about 1300 people. And I, I was shocked when they announced it because that's just an amazing amount of people to coordinate on one day. But it looked, you know, promising. I was excited about it. The first two rounds, again, they went a little long, but uh, ended up having some issues with the uh, with the pairing system. And so we had to postpone. But I'm really looking forward to it. They are going to uh, reschedule the first qualifier for the 18th and 19th of April. So if you are interested in the Limitless Tournament, probably the biggest online Pokemon tournament that, yeah. I mean, might ever happen. Yeah. <laughs> um, then that's when it is. And, and I'm looking forward to it. I, I think I'll play in that one as well. And uh, we'll hope that they get the, the bugs ironed out. It was a really ambitious start. And uh, I, I wish nothing but the best because I think it's a great resource for a lot of players. Yeah, I truly would love to see something like this succeed. It sets a precedent, right? If they're able to make it, it work, then it it's possible and more people and, can make this work. And I think too is like, again, ironing out the bugs. If they're able to do it one time and it's successful, then it's those results that are going to be able to be recreated in the future so it's always hard to do these kinds of things the first time um you know you wonder if they had maybe wanted to and i don't know the backstory but like if they if you know that you might have problems with the server maybe and maybe they did this but maybe you contact the server before the tournament like those are just the little things that you wouldn't think about until you actually do it yeah so so if they can pull it off and and i have full confidence that they will but if they can pull it off it'll be a huge uh, boon for our community and something that we can do again and again in the future yeah and i would love to see that for the community because uh not only just for this time of like turmoil when online is the only way but having more ways to engage in pokemon and and connect with people especially internationally right because this isn't something we can normally have any sort of access to um, yeah. It seems like a great opportunity that Limitless is pushing the boundaries on. Yeah, and it I mean it seems even sustainable throughout a season where there is physical game. Oh and for so sure. that's that's what's exciting to me as well because you know, maybe on those tournament weeks that you have a regional, you know, somewhere in the country, then you could also pair it with, you know, this online experience. Uh, from you know limitless or another third party and i think just those possibilities are pretty exciting as well yeah and i know we've talked quite a bit now actually over the last few episodes about you know continuing to work and improving the client and of course that would help to streamline that process make it easier and more accessible i would really love for pokemon to be you know accessible viewable esports experience yeah that would be amazing and but at least outside of the client like taking those steps with tournaments is is awesome so you know full props to limitless guys i'm sure mm. they'll iron out the kinks and get something going they'll i'm sure they'll have a deliverable product at the end of the day those guys are are smart and talented and <laughs> and some of the best players as well so yeah i can't wait to see what happens in a couple weeks for sure so for this week on tag team outside of the world of competitive pokemon um especially because the Limitless tournament is delayed for another week. So we might cover a little more about decks and stuff that week. But for this week, we thought we'd do something a little fun. And JW and I were kind of mulling over ideas. And eventually we came to to this one. So you all have to let us know what you think. But (laughs) we decided that we're going to share with each other what we think is the worst Pokemon in every generation. And the goal of each generation is to kind of sell the idea to the other person so for example if in gen one i think pikachu is the worst pokemon and jw thinks charmander is the worst pokemon we are going to stay in gen one and not move on to gen two <laughs> it doesn't have to be a hundred percent agreeance but i think someone has to concede at some yes point. i i would agree i would agree or they have to change their opinion about that pokemon i think that would be a good yeah you know you know there has good, to be some uh, amount of give before we're willing right. to to move on that's right. So that's like the core concept of what we're working with. Uh, we both have a notepad or you know a word document or a list of some sort of our worst Pokemon of every generation. Um, 
and I don't know, JW, do you want to just do this in, in order? Do you want to do reverse order? Like, how do you how do you think it would be fun to do? I think I think in order would be perfect. Let's go Gen 1 to Gen 8. I, I was talking before the stream. I think Gen 80 is probably the easiest yeah. to do. Well, for, at least for me. Do you, you think know, the it would be more interesting then to go, go, like, backwards? Like, start at 8 and go to 1? Ah, okay. I see what you're saying. Like, let's do that. Like, then. 1 is more beloved as well. So, like... <laughs> So everyone can't wait to hear what we have to say about it. Yeah. All right. All right. I, I feel you. I feel you. Let's do it. Okay. So JW, you've been outspoken about your choice for Gen 8. So I don't think it'll be a surprise. But no. I, th I think for, you know, for the viewers and listeners, what is your Gen 8 failure? Well, I do actually think that there are two that are pretty bad. But the <laughs> worst, I would say, is Ice Q. By far. Ice Q <laughs> is a... An abomination of a Pokemon. If you don't know what Ice Q looks like, imagine a penguin with an ice cube for a head and one little hair sticking out of that ice cube. Okay, so there's a lot of things that I hate about it. First of all, you're just taking an ice cube and you're taking a penguin and you're smashing it together. That sucks. That design is terrible. The, the face on the ice cube isn't even interesting. It's just like literally it's a, a block of face. ice. And it's, yeah, kind of like a smiley face, like kind of dead looking almost. <laughs> and then it has a little hair, which I really don't like to associate with ice cubes. I really don't. <laughs> you know, when I think about ice cubes or water, I generally hate to think about hairs. And going further, why would it have a hair? Because it's a bird and birds don't have hair. They have feathers. <laughs> so I don't know if that's like <laughs> the first concern that you should bring up. <laughs> Okay, so you're not a fan of Ice Cube. You make a lot of strong points. So what's the second, you know, honorary mention? My second is pretty easily Mr. Rhyme. Mr. Rhyme. And okay. I think I'm going to get a lot of hate for it, but Mr. Rhyme to me, I, I don't know what's going on with the wing things. Like, I kind of get the top hat or the hat and the cane and the big shoes. Like, it's kind of looking like an English man. But why you got to have the red belly why you got to have those weird eyes next to the belly? Why you got to have the wings? I'm just not for it, Mr. Rhyme. You're a you are an F-tier Pokémon character. Okay, that's interesting. So I think that's like a good bridge to me. So <laughs> when I was looking at them, there were two that stuck out to me, and Mr. Rhyme was actually one of them. Um, okay. Not for exactly the same reasons, but first, I don't know if Mr. Rhyme needed a sequel. I think he was kind of fine. Mime Jr. was worse enough, dude. <laughs> Second off, I just generally am not a huge fan of, like, the super humanoid Pokemon. And I don't know if that's just me, but, like, when they start to really get humanoid, <laughs> it's like, this is weird now. <laughs> like, it's unsettling. Yeah. And uh, it just, like, he doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Like, you know, Mr. Mime had the cool, like, miming and, like, box creation stuff. And Mr... Mm or Mr. Mime Galarian form had like the tap dancing motif, but like, what is Mr. Rhyme, dude? He's just like a dude <laughs> with a cane. He just became human. Yeah. It's a, I don't like that Pokemon. It's, it's weird and unsettling, I guess is the best word. Mm -hmm. um, my second pick, and I don't know if you'll recognize this on name drop, but I think Choodle absolutely sucks. Choodle sucks. Choodle's so Choodle bad, sucks. dude. Choodle is so Because <laughs> like, you know, you think back, and, you know, we were promised this cool turtle Pokemon. And we're like, oh, my gosh, like, this is sick, dude. Like, you know, he's water and rock. And, and then I, you know, I'm playing through the game. I didn't spoil yeah. any of the Pokemon. And I get to, like, Route 2, and there's a freaking Choodle there. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. This is <laughs> and you're like, I have to get this to get to the cool Pokemon? Yeah. It's like there's so much wrong with you like his little buck teeth kind of bother me but i don't think that's yeah. the worst offender i think the worst problem with him is his cone head dude oh it, the cone head it is looks so like absurd. he's wearing a dunce cap 24 7 so. it actually it looks like he is like an upside down ice cream cone <laughs> yeah, kind of <laughs> like that's what i think yeah. of like with the little squiggle on the headpiece it's just absurd looking i just uh dreadnought is super cool but choodle like what the heck, man? And like his little blushing cheeks or whatever. Like he's not a Pikachu. Like what's what are those cheeks doing? There? Yeah, don't make him that cute. Like don't he doesn't need to not, try. And to he be has that like cute. this weird unibrow kind of looking thing. It's just uh, 
you know, go away, Choodle. Like, go away. Yeah, if that Pokemon didn't exist, I wouldn't be sad. <laughs> it could just Dreadnought could be like a a basic Pokemon, you know, right? And that you just catch later in the game, and it would be fine, and no one would notice the difference. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, dude. That's what I'm saying. All right, so we have two big contenders here. I mean, I agree with you with the Choodle. You you don't agree with me with the Ice Cube, but that's okay because it does have this like I can concede it has this really kind of cute and fanciful aesthetic I think what to I it. Like about, so something I like in Pokemon a lot is theming, and yes, Ice Cube is cute as well. But like mm-hmm. I like the idea of like you know in the game he gets like fast his ice falls off and he gets faster, but then it comes back on in the hail. I think it's just like really interesting and cool. Um, sure. So even though like his design's kind of whatever, like he has like a cool theme to him, which to me makes him better than something like Choodle, which has nothing. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so you uh, you like the Choodle, or you don't like the Choodle, and you don't like the uh, the Mister Rhyme. I, I'm gonna say we agree on the Mister Rhyme enough to move on to Gen Seven. Okay. What do you say? I think that's fair. Yeah, Mr. Rhyme okay. also sucks. Mr. Rhyme, horrible Pokemon. Okay, so I'll go first for Gen 7 then. Gen Perfect. 7 was a really exciting time for Pokemon. You know, the first 3DS game, going to this Hawaiian region. All the Pokemon they were revealing leading up to the game were so cool and so exciting. Yep. I, w- I loved Gen 7 on paper. And then I get to the game, and things are still cool. Like, a lot of the Pokemon I saw I really liked. But then I get to the end of the game, and I encounter Cravominable. and i think everything about this pokemon just bothers me it's so bad so bad oh you're right x and y was on the 3ds beforehand i was like completely missing the mark there but like uh x oh my gosh carbon will do like he's furry for some reason and that's weird and he has like paws where his like claws go like why do they have a paw print that doesn't make any sense. Well, he's a, he's supposed to be like a snowman, an abominable snowman, but he's yeah, a crab. but he's a crab, so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> you could at least give him pincers, man. It's just... I mean, you know, he's a snow... I mean, I kind of get it. The thing no, that, no, that bothers dude. me the most about the crab is that the face is so not, like, well-defined that the, the little, like, blue um, eye silhouette and nose, like, that could be the face. But then also the bigger white part could be the face. Like, it just doesn't. Well, he also has, like, this awful haircut thing. Like, this is, like, <laughs> he has, like, this yeah, half dude. bowl cut that was just looks like his mother, like, took poor scissors to his hair. It's... <laughs> oh, my goodness. What a bad poke. And he has, like, a chest piece kind of looking thing, which. Okay. It's just, ew. Like, what? I mean, it's kind of like a bra a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of like he has moves, is what it looks like. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. Oh, or, or, well, it can be female, right? So, it, I, mean, I just it could like, be a bra you know, or moves. You know, like, in my mind, like, Pokemon kind of, they can be both genders, but, like, I identify them as, like, one or the other, usually. Okay. Carvapital is yeah. definitely, like, a male Pokemon, in my mind. Okay. Yeah, those Fair are enough. moves, for sure. Fair enough. Yeah, that haircut, dude, no no self-respecting woman would be caught <laughs> dead with that That's haircut. That's what I'm dude. saying. So, <laughs> yeah, I hate Carvapital. That's fair. Okay. I like it. I, I like where your head's at because that wasn't a Pokemon that I had I had overlooked. I had forgiven him of his his sins. <laughs> I had overlooked him a little bit. For me, the worst Pokemon uh by far that just jumped out to me is Bruxish. Oh yeah, I forgot about Bruxish. Absurdly horrible Pokemon. <laughs> and I think it goes back to the unsettling part of Mr. Rhyme, where it just has like these lips and the eyes that just shouldn't be on a Pokemon. Like, I shouldn't look at a Pokemon and like <laughs> be wondering, like, is this sexy? Oh, like, God, I shouldn't you think that about Bruxish. <laughs> <laughs> like, I shouldn't have those thoughts. You know, that's all I'm saying. Pokemon. I don't think anyone else has those thoughts about Bruxish. Really? I think we can ask chat and they would say. No. They would say that they have. <laughs> I don't think anyone thinks Yeah, that. dude. No, I, I know that there's a subsect of people that are questioning. Are questioning <laughs> that. So, for me, Bruxish is just an absurd Pokemon. Just horrible, horrible design. The colors don't really make a lot of sense. Like, it's... 
has this weird mouth. Like the mouth, if the mouth wasn't these lips, these big old lips, maybe I would like it more. Maybe it would redeem the the art style of the character. But it just, just, I can't get behind it. I cannot. Ugly Pokemon, zero out of 10. Yeah. Please nuke. Yeah, that's fair. I'm probably going to concede to you that Bruxish is, <laughs> is horrible. I forgot about Bruxish, to be honest. That Pokemon is so How do you bad. forget about Bruxish? I guess I just wiped it from my memory. Yeah, Bruxish is, is awful. It reminds me of this, uh, of that. So, like, I don't, what fish is this based on? Because there's a character in the SpongeBob episode that looked also like this. I couldn't tell you what it's what it's based on i don't know if anyone listening or in chat remembers there was like this episode of spongebob where they went to the karate island and there was that one female karate fish who had like the chapped lips do you know what i'm talking about um probably you might like remember, i know like you saw i, know I would scene. know it if i saw it. i think if you saw the scene you'd remember what i'm talking about and it, that reminds me of bruxish so like clearly it's based on something but yeah, you're right. Abominable, abominable Pokemon. I will, 10 times out of 10, I'll agree with you on that. <laughs> it's just a, a sheer oversight on my part. Crabominable is second place, though. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I hate Crabominable, too. That sucks. All right, all right. So that Gen 7, we've wrapped it up. So we have, so far on our list of worst Pokemon, Mr. Rhyme and Bruxish. Those are the two. So <laughs> moving on to Gen 6. Uh, Gen 6, I had... A very easy time for this because I also consider this not to be the worst Pokemon, but also one of the most forgettable Pokemon. And stop me if you've heard this one, Riley, but for me, the worst Pokemon of Gen 6, no, it's not Quilladin. Very good up there, but it is Scatterbug. <laughs> Scatterbug. <laughs> Scatterbug and Spupa are just two Pokemon that I have no idea how they came to be scatterbug is probably the most forgettable pokemon that i have ever seen in my life it's this very beige color uh it's got three little hairs for some reason a little tooth for some reason i don't know (laughs) little hairs what's going on with it it's just a very boring pokemon uh it's it looks like something that a child could draw and i i don't know i just always hope that pokemon like puts more effort into their designs than spupa and scatterbug you see i kind of disagree with you there because all i think all of the like bugs that you get out of the gate are usually relatively uninspired um but i think vivian is actually one of the coolest of the final stages of those bugs because it has well that's i mean that and that's kind of like that dichotomy right because you, you look at scatterbug and spupa and they just suck and then you get to Vivillion and you're like wow this is a really beautiful well thought out pokemon yeah so i i see where you're coming from though like especially amongst the bugs like scatterbug is probably one of the least interesting like even caterpies like got this cuteness factor and wormpool is like kind of has an interesting design but then you get to like scatterbug and it's just you know he's just hanging out part of the squad <laughs> like <laughs> so yeah i get that i've in terms of forgettableness, I think he's up there. I think there's a couple more Pokemon that are more forgettable. Uh-huh. Um, something for me that I just... Uh, I really can't get over this Pokemon for some reason is I think Helioptile, like, sucks. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if I have, like, a great reason for it. I just, like... It just, I just hate it's so, it. It's so punchable. Yeah. And, like, it's very... I think Helioptile is just super forgettable, like, I don't know. It's not like it's got a kind of unique design, but I would never remember it besides the fact that it's forgettable. Sure. Right. <laughs> and know? for that fact alone, it's rememberable. I, you know, it's, it's kind of a weird, uh, weird cycle yeah, that we've gotten he's ourselves like, into. He's kind of stupid looking. Like mm-hmm. I, he would not be my friend if I encountered him. That's for sure. Okay. Uh, I don't know. It's just not a huge Helioptile fan. I, I, again, I don't really have like a lot of reasons for it. He just sucks. <laughs> okay. So a few criteria that I have, for these pokemon is is it lazy design and i think that is definitely true of helioptile (laughs) i mean you said it was kind of unique but like it's just a salamander looking thing with like the end 
Yeah, I don't even know if it's a salamander looking thing. It, it's a reptile of some sort, right? Obviously, we get that from the name. Like so, the Heliolisk, uh, you know, that's obviously based on those like frilly lizards, but like yeah. Heliopterus is like a, a dog lizard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, it, and there's nothing particularly interesting about the uh, like the body of the Pokemon is just like the same with the ends like cut off and replaced, right? It looks like he's wearing little gloves and a little like tailpiece and a hat. Yeah, and I don't know. Like, usually I think uninteresting Pokemon are more forgivable if they're, like, cute. But, like, Helioptile isn't even cute. Like, it's, it's like you said, it's punchable. Like, I'll punch a Helioptile. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. if, so, if a Helioptile, like, runs up and tries to cuddle your leg, you're like, ugh, get off of me. And, like, kick it off. Right. <laughs> Whereas, right. You know, you know, like a Charmander is just a, you know, it's just a lizard with a fire tail. But, like, that's cool and cute. It's like, yeah, I would embrace a Charmander, but I would definitely swat off the Helioptile. I think Gen 6 definitely had some stinkers. I look here, Quilladin reaches out to me as a stinker. Barbarical is definitely a stinker. Yeah, Gen 6 was definitely a little underwhelming on the Pokemon front. Yeah, gotta say, gotta say. And even the legendaries, like Zygarde, what are you doing? You yeah, know, but Zerion and Velto were super cool. They were, and that was the problem, is that it had a lot of really high Pokemon. Like, Sylveon, amazing Pokemon. Yes. You know, Trevenant, I would even go to say, like, Trevenant, great Trevenant's Pokemon. Trevenant's got great no- theming, I think. Noivern, really nice Pokemon. Evelto Xerneas, great Pokemon. And then you have just some of the lowest, I think, of any of the gens. Okay. Um, so, so, where do you think we're landing? Have you budged it all on Heliotile? <sighs> I mean, I just can't get over... Because I think Helioptile is kind of a lazy design, but I feel like Scatterbug is an even lazier design. (laughs) And, like, to me, Scatterbug looks less like a Pokemon than Helioptile. Mm. And I just... I I just don't like him. I I think I I do agree with that, that it looks less like a Pokemon than Helioptile. I will say I dislike... You know, in terms of like a friendship factor, like who would I rather be friends with? I would definitely rather be friends with Scatterbug than Heliotile. <laughs> that's a, so, that's interesting. I and I kind of I think I agree with all your points, but who is the worst then? Well, I think in the two out of three categories for me, it's got to be Scatterbug. Hmm. I think I'll be willing to concede it just because I have like a personal vendetta against Heliotile, and that's <laughs> this is me recognizing that as opposed to like <laughs> thinking of it's like rooted in logic. all right worst gen 6 pokemon tag team is crowned scatterbug good riddance all right gen 5 was an interesting one um the second generation to be featured on the ds it was kind of like the black sheep generation had a great story but you know was otherwise kind of the the forgotten child um gen 5 was also kind of like trying to mimic gen 1 all over again was kind of the vibe they were going for. Mm-hmm. Um, so they had a lot of like weird takes on Gen One Pokemon. It felt like uh, so interesting. What uh, what are you seeing as some of the parallels? I'm just uh, I'm just so curious like, coming in. This is it was just like a deliberate thing. So and this yeah. isn't like one of the worst Pokemon. But so Gen Five, the whole thing in the original Black and White games is you could not you could only catch Pokemon from Unova in that okay. game. So like and it had I think it had 150 Pokemon as well. And gotcha. And so it was, like, literally trying to, like, recreate the Gen 1 experience for, like, a new generation was kind of the idea, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so an obvious example is Trubbish and Garbodor to Grimer and Bach is, like, a pretty easy one to draw. Um, but there's mm-hmm. there's plenty of others. Um, I, they don't, like, immediately spring to mind, but they're there. Um, for me, though, I think the, the worst is a three-way tie. <laughs> I love it. And I think you know where I'm going with this. I love it. Um I think Simi Zier, Simi Sage, and Simi Poor <laughs> are just the worst, man. They're lazy, they're boring, they're horrible, they're just not interesting. It's it sucks. They all suck. <laughs> So you you don't like the simis, the second stage. So do you like the initial stage, the pan stage? The initial stage the is as cute, pan at pores? least. The initial stage, I think, is at least cute. Um, okay. Whereas the simis are like these weird, ugly abominations that are just as boring, but it, they're not even cute anymore. Okay. Okay. 
I, I see where you're coming from because I'm looking here at the at the semi seer in particular, and he just looks. Yeah, <laughs> he has like a poop like, on his head. Like, <laughs> yeah, it just doesn't look. Uh, it doesn't look like a strong Pokemon. You know, you're not, you're not looking at this, and you're not saying like, man, that's a Pokemon I want on my squad. Yeah. You know, they're all very forgettable, all very just bad. I think for me though, Gen, uh, this Gen was pretty easy, and. I hope you haven't forgotten about this Pokemon, but for me, this one gets like such lazy, like such a low score in in design that I think it might be the lowest of the category for me of all gens. Wow, and and that's Rock and Rolla. Oh come on, man! Give Rock and Rolla a break. <laughs> Rock and Rolla is horrific. Rock and, okay, I Rock- like Rock and Rolla. Speaking of parallels, the whole Rock and Rolla line was the was the Golem line, and the- yeah. Yeah, and the Cobbledern like, line was Machamp line. <laughs> Rock and Rolla doesn't look like a Pokemon. Okay, it has no <laughs> features that make me think, "Oh yes, this is an alive being." <laughs> <laughs> and so, for me, the Rock and Rolla just horrible Pokemon. It looks like a little soccer ball. Uh, for those of you listening at home, uh, without you know access to a screen for no reason at all, but Rock and Rolla, it just is this black mass with like a like a little indentation it's kind of like a a moon crater and that's supposed to be what it's eye it's mouth nobody knows and then it has like a piece of rock sticking up the top and it's got two little feet rocks and that's it i don't know man i just it's like kind of got this unique cuteness to it to me it's a rock dude (laughs) yeah i don't know it's kind of cute like Boldor could be the stage one and then Gigalith could be the stage two. And I think we'd be like, Oh yeah, that makes a lot of sense. And then Gigalith is the stage two. Or I mean, and Boldor could be the basic and Gigalith could be the stage two or stage one. And we'd be all, I'll be like, that makes so much sense. I I understand that Pokemon line. That's a very good. um, I don't know, man. Rock and Rolla. Yes. There's not a lot of design going for it, but it's like, I don't, I like the curvy kind of aesthetic to it where it has like just the two little legs that it walks around on. And it's just like this cute little round thing. (laughs) Whereas, like, I just the simians are like malevolently bad, you know. Whereas, well, like, but we we talked about like overhumanizing Pokemon earlier, and so for me, the Rock and Roller represents like an underhumanizing. Like this thing has no quality right. that I can relate to in any way. See, but I think so. I think it's okay to go in that direction more than it's okay to like make it completely human. <sighs> like my and if you're going on design like effort it's like uh-huh. rock and i tried to say this like Rolla is like maybe lazy i think he's actually kind of cool but the simians are like malevolently bad right like someone had to think that this would be a good idea and put it to paper and like submit this because like you know rock and roll is like if you're gonna say rock and roll is lazy the simians are just bad you know they're awful <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'd rather have something lazy that gets a C than something I put a lot of effort in and got an F. <laughs> okay, I, I, you know, you've you've brought me to my knees, Riley. I will concede the simis are worse than Rock and Rolla because at the very least for Rock and Rolla is that it is unique. It is <laughs> unlike anything else. Like I just look at this Pokemon, and I'm like, there's no other Pokemon like this, and that's what makes it suck. But you're kind of looking at it like there's no other Pokemon. That's what makes it great. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Whereas we both have a, at least I have a healthy dislike of the simis. You have a pure hatred and rage <laughs> towards the simis. Uh, and so I'll give it to you, man. All right. That's fair. I think a lot of Pokemon fans will agree the simis are horrible. <laughs> Just their hair. What's going on with the hair? Yeah. I don't know, man. The poop on the simis here, like. <laughs> <laughs> It's just not bad good, Pokemon. Man. Not good. Bad so, Pokemon. taking it to Gen 4, the start of the DS era, a pretty exciting time as well. You know, a lot of people got, I feel like a lot of people got out of the games in like Gen 3 and then came back in the DS mm. uh, for whatever reason. That's just like where they were in their life. Um, and Gen 4 was a lot of fun. I think there was actually a lot of good Pokemon in Gen 4 and a lot of cool ideas. Um, yeah. And they definitely did a good job at like, 
expanding some um, older Pokemon. Like they there did. are some that was like that was a really cool time. That was definitely when they did the most like you know <laughs> expanding upon old lines. Besides maybe Gen Eight, I guess kind of did a similar thing. Sure. With a twist. <laughs> right. So. Uh, let's start with you, JW. What do you think is the worst Gen 4 Pokemon? This this might come as a bit of a surprise. I, I have two. I have two okay. for Gen 4. Um, I hate Mime Jr. <laughs> it was kind of hinted at earlier. <laughs> I hate the whole Mr. Mime line, but Mime Jr., dude, it just, I hate it. I hate it so much. And then I really 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 dislike our first legendary to be announced Fionn and Manaphy interesting those Pokemon to me I don't understand them so you know boomer alert (laughs) and they just they don't offer anything interesting to the game I don't I don't get them Fionn's supposed to be a baby Manaphy but it can't evolve and it like can't breed like I don't I don't understand what is the whole point? And the artwork just feels like I can't even, I can hardly tell Fionn and Manaphy apart. If you put a Fionn on the screen and you're like, what is this? I I feel like 50% of the time I would have just get Manaphy. Yeah. So that's a, that's fair. Um, I kind of like Mime Jr. I think I could maybe start eking to you with Fionn. No, I think Manaphy is fine. The, the addition of Fionn was, was awful <laughs> choice, I think. Um, for me, I just, uh, I really didn't like the per ugly line. Like, you know, we already, Pokemon keeps doing the cat thing. You know, it feels like every other generation we have a cat and, uh, Glammeow was whatever. It was, you know, just a stuck up cute cat. And I get the idea they're going for with per ugly, like, you know, the snooty cat that gets really fat and like, doesn't let anyone get in its business. But like the design just felt I don't know, boring and not interesting. The Pokemon isn't memorable in like any sort of meaningful capacity besides it just being fat and ugly and stupid. Yeah. Uh, it's not a Pokemon you'd ever want on your team. It's not a Pokemon that has anything like really going for it. Like It's not a Pokemon that has ever had a trading card about it. <laughs> At least you not know? one that we can like point to. Uh, yeah. it's just like just pure like forgettable Pokemon. And like Gen 4 actually had some of the most forgettable Pokemon, in my opinion. I think yeah. one of, if not the most forgettable Pokemon is Fia, is uh, Finneon. You know? Yes. But I like I kind of like that about Finneon. He just has this, like, fish charm to him. Uh-huh. Whereas Perugly has no charm, you know? They just deliberately took out the charm, actually. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> they made it have no charm. Uh, so, yeah, I just can't stand that thing. It's just, it's ugly and gross, and I hate how the team galactic boss has one it's (laughs) (laughs) and that's really a shame because i look at the glammy out design and for me i like it you know i i like the glammy out and what it has going on it's kind of this sleek slender cat you know it looks like it's up to no good kind of like persian uh from the uh original series and then yeah you get to the per ugly and it's just fat ugly no yeah. real redeeming quality to it. The whiskers are kind of weird. I don't know what they're going for there. Maybe it's supposed to be like like um, some kind of steam or something coming out of their cheeks. I, I don't know, but it's, yeah. it's bizarre to say the least. Yeah, I, uh, I agree. However, I do think Fion has a good case. I think Manaphy is fine. And keep in mind, for the first four gens, they leaned actually in the first five gens the they had like the mew archetype right where it was like mm. every generation had the mew of the generation that had 100 right. base stats across everything and looked more or less like a pixie of some sort and so there was like mew into celebi into jirachi into manaphy into victini and then it kind of stopped um i think i don't think there was one for gen 6 um so i kind of like manaphy like it fit that bill well i liked how it was like a water type it was kind of different than the psychic types that had preceded it in that sure. kind of category um and like it had this cool like healing power kind of idea and i don't know it kind of made sense like thematically i feel like water mm. is associated with healing in like fantasy media um, sure so i like that um i and i'm sure there's like some kind of like deeper like folklore reason for it but i don't get fion like why does it breed and why does fion exist it 
it seems entirely unclear. It's like not a pre-evolution. It's just like a deformed baby. It's like the uh, yeah. It's like a zebra donkey kind of thing, you know, or it's like it. Yeah, you know, but it's, it's like, not even right, and it's but it's not even like you could ever breed two manaphy together, right? Could you get no, two manaphy to breed? I don't think so. It has to. You be have ditto. to breed it with a. Ditto, That's what I'm right? saying. It's like a. It's like a. Ze- it's one of those like zebra donkey kind of things where it's like an abomination that wasn't meant to live and can't <laughs> breed. You know. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, it's just weird. I don't get it. Uh, and it's like objective just looking at his design it's just like a worse manaphy you know <laughs> if you put fiona manaphy side by side and point to the one that's worse not knowing like their names that's the fiona you know? yeah right right <laughs> yeah, exactly exactly like i imagine fiona and manaphy or like fiona being like a rejected manaphy design and then they're like well, we, Dang, we need one somehow. more pokemon you know let's just throw this in yeah so i think i'm willing to concede on fiona I don't. Okay. I don't think. I don't see the point of Fion. It's just kind of pointless okay. Pokemon. Good. Good. Worst Gen Four Pokemon, Fion. You heard it here. So let's go back and do a recap here. We've done five generations. So Fion, and then we have the Simmies from Gen uh, Six, five. or excuse me, Gen Five, and then Gen Six, we had the Heliop. Wait, Scatterbug. Scatterbug from Gen Six, and then from Gen Seven. We had um, Bruxish, of course. And then finally, from Gen 8, we had... What did we have from Gen 8? Mr. Rhyme, but I think Chudo was close. Mr. Rhyme, yeah. You're right. Mr. Rhyme. That sucked. That Pokemon (laughs) sucked. (laughs) Okay. Cool. So now we're getting into like the nostalgic kind of generations of Pokemon, Gens 1 through 3. The harder... The harder generations. They were harder. I I especially kind of struggled with Gen 3. I was just going to say the same thing. I almost felt like... I feel like Gen 3 kind of did pretty well, actually, in hindsight. If there was a perfect generation, <laughs> and, like, I didn't I didn't have any particular affinity for Ruby and Sapphire. For me, personally, I felt like they uh, took a lot away from what I loved about Heart Gold and Soul Silver. I don't know. There just wasn't as much of a of a uniqueness to it and i guess the time of my life i just kind of felt like ruby and sapphire weren't really top tier games but then i look back at the design of the pokemon and they're like generally very strong yeah gen 3 had some really awesome pokemon like so this was tough for me uh so i'm kind of curious like what you put as your worst well you should you should go first okay we'll keep alternating uh so for me i struggled and so i you know it might even be worth like another pass over it to be sure Mm -hmm. But I hate Swalot, dude. Oh, yes! yes! That's me. That's me. I put Gulpin, but Swalot too. Like, they both suck. I think I like, I hate Swalot more because of his, like, his angel hair noodle whiskers. <laughs> like, for some reason, those just bother me, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, imagine seeing that in person and those, like, in front of you and you have to, like, touch them or something. Like, ugh, it's gross. <laughs> <laughs> okay that's so, so funny. yeah i mean i think we kind of it's just a kind of like ugly gross unpleasant design yeah. like and granted it's not compared to some of these other worst pokemon i feel like it's not even close but uh i just don't like swalot you know and gulpin kind of as well but i think swalot is worse than gulpin okay okay it's like the thing about swalot is that it's trying <laughs> and that's maybe what makes it worse. Like Gulpin, you know, okay, it's just they they had a little blob, a green blob, and they put a little feather in it. Like it's kind of cute in a in a very like unsettling way. But then Swalot, they actually you know put a little bit more effort. There's kind of more detailing. There's a lip thing that is just enlarged. The eyes are little, you know, endless seeds has a little uh, you know pattern across the midsection. They tried with that one. And the Fu Manchu is not enough to redeem it. Swalot, you are the worst Pokemon <laughs> in Gen 3. That was exciting. A little <laughs> bit of a, a synchronization there. That's right. <laughs> I wasn't sure if we'd ever hit one. <laughs> oh, we did. We did. I'm glad we did, though. But but going back to Gen 3, though, it very solid design. I, I really did have a hard time. I did, too. Taking any Pokemon down a notch. Because I look at them, and they're all 
they're all really good. Like I, and thematically they all kind of work and, mm-hmm. and there are some that are, you know, intentionally ugly, but it makes sense because they have enough design concepts that keep them uh, relevant and interesting. So really good gen for Pokemon design. I thought. Yeah. And I, I you know, I might be coming from a place of bias personally, because that was kind of like my true childhood game. Like I played Pokemon red, yellow, gold, silver, and crystal like on my game boys. But you know, this is when I was like in elementary school and I'm making actual like formative thoughts about my opinion on games in general and, you know, actually playing something for hundreds of hours. And that was like, gen three was that for me. So, right. Um, right. But you know, we still came to the same conclusion, even with very different opinions of gen three. So <laughs> <laughs> easy enough. Cool. So gen two, you know, I feel like gen two is very lauded generation, but I think gen two actually had a lot of underwhelming Pokemon. Um, I think Gen 2 is kind of overrated on the whole. And... I think so. There's one There's one Pokemon line that I don't necessarily want to dock uh, for the design of any individual Pokemon, but that's, of course, like, I don't think we can go away from bad design in Gen 2 without even bringing up Remoraid to Octillery. <laughs> that makes absolutely no sense. Those Pokemon are not related whatsoever uh, by any thread. And so to have that, be you know representative of pokemon it just doesn't make any sense to me it's kind of going back to the fion manaphy discussion that we had it just i don't get it dude i don't get how remoraid goes into Octillery. it just doesn't make any sense yeah. and from a design perspective uh it's just absurd that those two pokemon are in the same family tree i get the idea they were kind of going for where it's like remoraid is a pistol and Octillery is uh you know a cannon or artillery uh but like the what way it... But it What's was, what is how is Remoraid a pistol? That's what it's supposed to be. That's the idea. You're not yo, oh my gosh! But that being said, it's not obvious enough. I don't think. Yeah, I had no idea. And the, there's no like connection. Like maybe if there's a middle form that like bridged Remoraid and Octillery, it would be easier to like understand that. <laughs> dude mind blown yeah because it like snipes things and it's like yeah oh my gosh <laughs> that's amazing okay so i think we redeemed remoraid for- okay we'll redeem remoraid for me then you know I, that wasn't my worst but i did have to bring it up in terms of design my worst one of the babies you know him you may love him i hope you don't but for me the worst baby and the worst pokemon in gen 2 is elekid <laughs> elekid <laughs> Yeah. that pokemon just sucks he kind of sucks but he's got some <laughs> charm i don't know i elekids is so easy to picture as this like this mischievous little rascal kind of thing well sure all the babies have this kind of like yeah mischievous like i don't know like i feel like i feel like like Igglybuff is just like you know cute having a good time whereas elekids is like mischievous and causing trouble uh i, don't know. I mean it definitely has a good um character to it yeah like you said it's very strong you know personality to that pokemon but i don't think that's enough to redeem it from the uh from the male prongs on the top of its head i like just it's a plug i understand but it's just like an orb with a plug i don't know how lazy you can get i think elekid is actually fine and then how does it evolve into electabuzz like where do the prongs go dude (laughs) i don't know they kind of came back with the electivire that's what I'm saying. It just doesn't make any sense to me. But I think for me, the worst has to be Stantler, dude. Like, what? Stantler has nothing going for it. You hate Stantler? Yeah, Stantler sucks, bro. What? <laughs> I'm pulling up a picture okay, of Stantler I'm... so I can reference it specifically. So, like, Stantler has literally nothing, man. He's just he's just like a an antler, reindeer, deer kind of thing. It's... And it looks like he should have some sort of, like, psychic element to him because he has, like, these spheres that, like, glow or something. But he doesn't. Yeah. And it's just... Well, like, he... But he does, though. Not really. He's just a normal Pokemon. <laughs> like, no, but he learned he learned a bunch of psychic stuff learned, in the game, Yeah, I he thought. learns, like, two psychic moves, <laughs> which, like... You know, he's just this crappy... He's a... Got this big old... It looks... And from the side, it looks like... His tail kind of looks like he has a tumor on his butt instead. Okay. And... I don't know, man. It's, so he's basically, when I look at a Stantler, I just see a big old reindeer with a tumor on his butt, and that's it. 
Yeah, you know what? I'm kind of I'm seeing it now, but I'm seeing it more for the face. Yeah, the face the also face, is is bad. <laughs> it looks like it's a. It looks like it has like a little beak. You know how it some, does look um, like a beak. How some birds they have that kind of like shallow, flat beak. Uh huh. It looks like that, and then it looks like the rest of his face melted around that beak. <laughs> like he has this big, these big jowls yeah. on the side of his face. Yeah. He's- I don't know. He's uncool. He doesn't have. They didn't lean enough into him being like psychic, and I guess that's probably because they had giraffe egg in the same gen. But it's like right. in my mind, they could have just had giraffe egg. Like Stantler was right. this unnecessary, you know, thing they threw in while they were brainstorming giraffe egg. Huh. Okay. 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 I I I come around to your side, Riley. I get because the strength of. The baby Pokemon is their, you know, kind of relation to their adult counterparts. And Elekid has this really strong character to him. So while I don't personally love the design, I can I can understand where Pokemon would be coming from. You know, it is <laughs> yeah. an electric Pokemon. Like, like there is no doubt if it didn't have the striping, you know, or the electricity sign on the front, like I would understand, okay, this dude is electric. You know, if it wasn't even colored yellow, like I would understand, okay, this is supposed to be a male plug, you know? Um, but yeah, dude. Okay. I get it now with the Stantler face. It looks so bizarre. Just <laughs> unbelievable that they approve this. Yeah. To, I got uh, the quality assurance. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we can safely say worst gen two Pokemon Stantler. Okay. So now we're at the, the top of the list. The originals, everyone's favorites and precious little babies. Uh, I mean, this started it all, and it's going to end our countdown here today. I watched a really unique video where they were talking about why Gen 1 Pokemon look the way they do. And the argument that they were trying to make is that the design constrictions of the Game Boy being in black and white could only really afford two maybe three shades and so two or three shades of gray or black or you know whatever it is and uh so that's why a lot of these pokemon are like two-toned or maybe have three colors the color schemes on the pokemon is very conservative and the whole reason is because they couldn't really afford to play with you know too much considering that they were constricted to the grays of the game boy right yeah, I think I've seen something like that, too. And that also kind of leans into why things have gotten more complex over time as the technology has, like, accommodated that. Right. Um, you know, for so since you went first, I'll go first this time. I think the answer is kind of obvious um, <laughs> as far as, like, the worst couple um, yeah, with maybe yes. some debate amongst them. And for me, the one that occupies the worst spot amongst that group is Jinx and Ooh, whoa that was not where i was going really where i thought you were I going think, with that i think you're probably like team mr mime or something like that um, oh well i always hate mr mime but, but we'll i just like jinx has like this folklore aspect to it and i get that but it ended up just being like this weird like kind of racist caricature of just a woman instead of actually like representing something that anyone could meaningfully derive something out of as a pokemon <laughs> it's just kind of crappy it's uh there's nothing to suggest that it's like an ice psychic Pokemon at all, uh, mm-hmm. especially the ice. There's nothing about Jinx that suggests it has anything to do with ice. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like, it's ugly and weird. And it Jinx would just make me super uncomfortable if I was in the same room as it. That's fair enough. And it has like a weird cry, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. So unsettling. Okay. I, I see your point. For me, it's a couple of Pokemon that they took and they mashed together to create a new Pokemon. And that is, of course, Dugtrio and Magneton. Uh, this These represent some of maybe the laziest design that Pokemon has ever had, uh, where they just took a Pokemon that works, Magnemite, Diglett, they work. Those are Pokemon. <laughs> and they just mashed them together and that's a new Pokemon. I am not buying it at all. The fact that they recycled that idea alone makes it more horrific. <laughs> but those two, and I, I'll put them in a pair because they're, you know, pretty much exactly the same, just in different typings, you know. Um 
just packaged a little bit differently. I just really dislike Doug Trio and Magneton. Yeah. So I guess I'll address both of them and why I don't hate them. So uh, Magneton, I kind of will give more forgiveness to just because, like, the magnetic thematic of it. Like, potentially, like, Magnemites even just got stuck together. That's how they are now. Yeah. And, uh, and right and and that and that's too like i could if it was just one then we wouldn't be having this conversation but the right. fact that they did it twice and people in chat are also bringing up uh wheezing and like you could even maybe go do duo do trio i don't think you can really do it for do trio though not the same way not the same way right it doesn't hit the same yeah. mark um, right i think with doug trio like doug trio is kind of like a addressed as like being more independent creatures uh like when you like read up on them and stuff so like the design is like a little lazy but to me it's like kind of fun because it's like, like you have these three different diglets that are just kind of like teaming up as opposed to actually the being, whole like, squad yeah so it's like more like diglets yeah. teaming up and kind of like ganging up on people as opposed to like dog trio being like this actually that's like my interpretation of it at least sure. um so it's like diglets already you know the perfect Pokemon as is. So they needed to recruit more to get any stronger. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I I like Doug Trio and Diglett. I especially like Diglett. Diglett's one of my favorite Pokemon. So it's like hard Dang. for me to to come off that. I think I can. Dang. I don't know, man. I feel I'm shocked that you don't think like Mr. Mime or Jinx is one of them. I mean, Mr. Mime for sure, but that that's played out. That trope is already played out in the other two um, gens that also have like a Mr. Mime, you know, form. <laughs> I mean, Mr. Mime is kind of weird. You know, Ash's dad. I like Mr. Mime, just... but I was shocked that you didn't mention Mr. Mime. <laughs> well, I hate the Galarian Mr. Mime more than I think the actual Mr. Mime. So that I think that alone kind of redeems the regular Mr. Mime because they took something so horrible and they made it worse. <laughs> And I, so, like, that kind of endears Mr. Mime to me. Sure. But, as, like, still a horrible Pokemon, but, like, maybe not as bad. So, like, what is your counterpoint to Jinx, then? How do I counterpoint the Jinx? Yeah. Uh, for a long time, it was the strongest Pokemon I had on Pokemon Go. <laughs> so, that's that seems rooted more in personal experience than the Pokemon having merit. <laughs> well, you were saying that you, you know, have bias against that's true. Helioptile. But it wasn't so, because of anything on my team. I just hate Helioptile. Well, fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. You just looked at it and you hated it. <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so we're against... So it's Jinx against any of my choices. And I think because of the, I th the human-esque nature and the fact that they had to change the design... That's what I was about to bring up. They had to change the design because it was considered racist. <laughs> Yes. Yes. I okay. I will agree. Jinx is the worst Pokemon in Gen One. If you have to be changed because you're too racist, then you're probably <laughs> yeah. Then you probably you probably suck. <laughs> so just a quick uh, quick review of our worst Pokemon from Gen Eight, Mister Rhyme. Gen Seven, Bruxish. Gen Six, Scatterbug. Gen Five, the Simi trio gen four fion gen three swalot gen two stantler and the worst pokemon of gen one jinxed <laughs> there you have it <laughs> that was actually a lot of fun it was really interesting to hear your thoughts on all those different pokemon well i think we had some really um different opinions and i'm happy we were able like true friends to come together and agree yeah, it's in a time of dire disagreement. This was <laughs> this was big, I think. Big if true. And it was true. Cool. So that brings our main segment. It took a pretty good amount of time here. We'll take a couple questions from chat if you want to talk about Pokemon designs or anything Pokemon TCG related. We'll probably take three to four questions from chat and then we will wrap up for the day. We appreciate all you guys coming in and and viewing if you're in the live stream or if you're listening at home on one of your podcasting platforms um, you guys mean the world to us and we couldn't be doing what we're doing without your support so and i do want to say riley too if you are listening uh at home here uh downloading your podcast off a podcasting app please leave a review 
for us. That helps us get notarized. Notarized? That helps us get what? Recognized. There we go. Yeah, notarized, helps us get recognized. Is, notarized is like a useful, is it applicable there, I think. Okay. Well, in any case, helps us get recognized in the broader landscape of podcasts. And so, and it also gives us valuable feedback. So if you hate the podcast, it just tell us because that's, you know, one way that we know if we're doing well or not is to hear your feedback. And that's a great way to give us your feedback is by writing a review. So please do that if you can. Valero says, so let's explore the inverse. What are your favorites from each gen? I think this was something we were potentially going to pursue at a later time. So uh, you can definitely be on the lookout for that in a future episode. Yes, these are kind of our long-lasting podcasts. They're not (laughs) one-hit wonders. You can go back and listen to these 10 years in the future (laughs) to remind yourselves of what we thought were the worst Pokemon. (laughs) And it'll still be fresh. Still be fresh 10 years into the future. Wallace asking, will Haxorus ever get a two-prize card? Uh, Honestly, if it hasn't got one by now, I'm a little nervous about its prospects. (laughs) Moving forward. Uh, It does seem like there are some Pokemon that they, like, deliberately try to keep out of the card game. For, I don't know the reason, but it does seem like a lot of these cards kind of center around some of the more popular players. You know, I think of, like, Oranguru, Charizard. Blastoise even to an extent. Yeah, I thought Haxorus was a kind of a popular Pokemon in this gen. It was pretty cool. And it did have like a moderately playable card. <laughs> and by moderately I mean like tier three. Yeah. So very moderately. Yeah. Let's see. What Pokemon do you want an evolved or baby form of? Ooh. That's a good question. Yeah. I think there's a bunch of Pokemon that probably could use an evolved form. Um because they're just like kind of eh at the moment and could just get improved. I think yeah. uh, Girafferic is actually a really good candidate for getting an evolution of some sort. And there's like a lot of cool ideas that they could pursue with something like that. One Pokemon that I'd want both a baby and an evolution for is Dunsparce. I think Dunsparce is super lonely. And I can only imagine a baby Dunsparce being like unbelievably adorable and something that I would just love <laughs> as, like a, as like a plushie or something. And then an evolved form of Dunsparce just because Dunsparce has always felt like that Pokemon that's had all this potential and then never did anything with it. Yeah, Dunsparce was weird because he caught it in like the Dark Cave or whatever in Gen 2. And it was like yeah. hard to find, a very rare spawn. But it didn't, so it made you feel like it would do something and then it never did. <laughs> it was just Pokemon's way of trolling. It, you was, as like it a, was an advanced as like a nine troll, girl. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Turbo Darkness asks, what is your favorite slash worst place of the remade, like the Alolan and Galarian Pokemon? So what is your, let's do the worst in theme with the episode. What is the worst Galarian form? And we'll discount Mr. Rhyme and Mr. Oh, geez. Uh, Can you remind me some of the other Galarian forms? Because I actually haven't played that game yet. Uh, There's the Yamask. There's Mm -hmm. the Obstagoon line. There's. I like that. I think the Galarians are actually pretty good. Uh, There's the Meowth line. Um, yeah, the Alolans the had. Yeah, Alolans had uh, had like Raichu. It had uh, Muck. It had um, Marowak, big player in the Alolan game. Yeah. Um, there's also Galarian Rapidash, Alolan Ninetales. Um, I'm struggling because those are all pretty good. I would say the worst one for me would be the Galarian Weezing line. I kind of like the smokestack I, theme. Of- no, it's like, it's good, but I think the other ones are just better. Like, I look at Alolan Ninetales. That thing just slaps. Like, what a yeah. great Alolan what a great Ninetales redesign. might be, like, one of the the premier, like, regional variants, I think. I think, yep. uh, to me, Alolan Sandslash kind of missed the mark. Um, it didn't really convey an ice metal type to me. And uh, just kind of odd. It didn't quite get there. I think it was... If it was like a little bit better, it it could have got there, but it didn't quite get to like the thematic core of what they were trying to trying to pull off, in my opinion. Hmm. Lonely Doug Trio is pretty mad. I thought they they were funny, so there's they had <laughs> yeah, like they that. definitely were that comedic element yeah. to everything. And there so. is like there is like actual like logic that they had because like near volcanoes, there's like these fibers that'll sprout 
off of rocks or something something like that so like the hair had a logic to it there was a logic so the the fact there was some sort of logic to it made it kind of cool to me i don't know huh so yeah you really like the uh the pokemon that have kind of these real world connections i mean they all do in a way but uh, that really draws you to i think just like having some sort of like thematic core that like is at the center of the design of the pokemon is good you know and that drives it forward so when you consider a pokemon like stantler there's no like thematic essence to it you know it's just a guy with antlers but if you look at something like you know alolan ninetales it's like this mystical ice fox and you know like foxes are already kind of like fascinating like wonder creatures and uh and like the ice is always considered like a mystical kind of thing you know ice is special in like the fantasy world and so it makes sense i don't know cool cool so i think we're about reaching the end of our podcast for this week thank you all so much for listening again we appreciate every single one of you please do leave a review like jw called out earlier it is very helpful to us to get your feedback and know how things are going and with that we will catch you all next time peace yeah